You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Josh Swallows. Josh Swallows. Josh Swallows. everybody, welcome back to Josh Swallow's Broadway Gulp, right here on the Broadway Podcast Network, and I am sitting here with my dear friend, my beautiful friend, my incredible friend, George Salazar! Hi, Josh! Hi, baby, how Thanks. you doing? I'm so good, thanks for having me. Also, I'm officially changing my name to Tater Tot. I think that you should. Uh, T-8... O-R-T-O-T. I love it. Yeah. I'm you. changing my professional name to Damn Thickness. <laughs> I love that. So that way when people call me in, they'll be like, okay, George, that's great to see you, George. Um, Damn Thickness? <laughs> Yeah, uh, damn thick. I'll be like, yes, okay, damn thickness. You're you're next. Um, everybody, are you this wearing platform boots at these auditions? Probably. Okay, why good. Why not? Actually, you know what? I'm really lazy, so I'd probably just wear my Birkenstocks. That sounds lovely. So also, get into it. So I have this thing on my Instagram called Josh Swallows Healthy Shit, and um, that's sort of what sparked this whole thing. It's when I take a shot, a healthy shot of like ginger juice or. I don't know, pressed grass or whatever. And I take a shot and I video myself literally wanting to die. Sometimes even like almost throwing up, crying because it's so horrible and then cursing healthy people. So to um, retaliate against this, George brought a little special something for us. Tell us what's on the menu. I brought shop tots uh, from Melt Shop. <laughs> These are tater tots covered in cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and I brought dipping options for us. I I love the old-fashioned ketchup mayonnaise. Oh, yeah, me But they too. also had sriracha there, so I just grabbed a bunch of mayonnaise packets. <laughs> Screw it and, up. And sriracha in little to-go containers, and so we can make our own spicy mayo. I'm so excited about this. You know, I've been on Weight Watchers for a couple weeks. Well, and not I, anymore, bitch. Well, I kind of want to kill myself, you know? It's awful. Um, so this is really exciting to me, <laughs> like more so than it would be for normal people. I can't open the fricking mayonnaise. George. That's the universe telling you to eat it, to give me the mayonnaise. Wait, no, so I, I got it. I got you. it. I got it. Um, okay. So we're mixing the mayonnaise and the sriracha. <laughs> yeah. I think this has become an ASMR <laughs> podcast now. No, this is what Listen. Broadway people do. This is what the thing is about. This is the sound of a mayo packet. And this is the sound of jiggling sriracha and mayo. 
that wasn't really the sound. It just didn't make a sound. So, um, and thank you for the napkins that we've tucked beautifully <laughs> yeah. into our shirts. It's for each other. Um, and so now we just, and then you just kind of dip. Let's mix it in there. Little, little. I put two packets in. I put in one because I don't want to overindulge. Oh, I was going to toast oh, you. Well, you okay. Some, mm. This is so exciting. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, wow. That's really good. That was probably like 17 points. Don't think about it. I'm going to change my name from damn thickness to morbid me obese. Well, now I saw that you were, you were on for Barry. Yeah. Are you on for Barry again? Yeah, I'm on tonight. So as crazy so as that is, you'll work this off. <laughs> Right. Yeah, what's your pre-show ritual? Oh, I go to milk shop and just eat a bunch of cheesy potato turds mixed with mayonnaise. I mean... You know, why not? Everyone has their tradition. So, we also woke up today to discover that you're a Drama Desk nominee! Crazy. What? And just a couple of days ago, 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 you were an Outer Critics Circle nominee. It's pretty wild. It's um, not wild. It's well-deserved. Thank you. I love you so much. Dude, I love you, too. I've been obsessed with you from the moment I met you. I don't know if you'll remember Likewise. this. But it was the final callback for the Godspell revival. And at least I think it was the final callback. It might have been your final callback. It might have been they mine. They kept stringing me along. Oh, okay. It then was I terrible. I think it was definitely mine. Um, so, like, for, for those of you who don't know, the Godspell auditions made me want to kill myself. <laughs> They were like, okay, so here's a choice of three parables. Come in with like a five-minute presentation of whatever you want to do. Good luck. That was the direction. And that kind of stuff makes me want to kill myself. I'm good at improv. I am not good at plan prov. You know, so already I felt just like an epic failure. And I was also sort of feeling myself. I was a little, like, egotistical at the time. I just made my Broadway debut. I was you, like, this is my life forever. You're on top of the world. Yeah, and I think I went in there with that attitude. I don't think so. I think that I did. I can't picture you being that that type of a diva. Well, I, I, hope, I hope that's the case. But I remember seeing you and being like, who is this adorable, adorable man? And, and then the, we hooked up in the bathroom at Ken Davenport's yeah, office. Yeah, and then we made love. <laughs> Our baby is four years old, and we've named him Beseech Thee, because the show just means a lot to us. Um, Dory, Dory just jumped out of a window. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the callback, they made us all improvise together. P.S. My parable went terribly. Everybody sat behind the table looking at me as if they wanted to crucify me, which would have been very... Perfect. Yeah, for the show, I guess. But then we did this improv thing, and you just were a star. And I remember leaving there going, Was Morgan was Morgan James in our group, or was Lindsay Mendez in our group? Possibly. I don't remember. I just remember feeling like it was it was like an improv team on meth. Yeah. Because it was like every like no, I'm funny, I'm funny, I'm funny. Right. But it was like high stakes, everyone needs a job and insurance weeks. Yeah, it was as if like my mother was being held hostage in the <laughs> next room, like all of ours. And like if you do not make us laugh, we shoot your mother. <laughs> and naturally the producers are apparently Nazis from Germany. But um <laughs> No, just kidding. They they did not nobody at Telsey's office is a Nazi. 
as far as I know. But uh, I remember watching you perform. Dory just jumped out of another window. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Dory. I love you. Thanks for producing the show. Oh, gosh, I'm fun. Uh, But I remember you just stealing the show and leaving that room being like, well, I know I didn't book it, but I think I know who did. And then sure enough, I see press photos and I'm like, there he is. There's there's Broadway's darling George Salazar. And you took over. You took over the world. You were like that season nobody did not talk to me about your performance and how incredible it was. That's very nice. It's very true. That was a long time ago. Yeah. What was that experience like? Or how about this? Where were you when you got the call? So my audition experience for Godspell was like being in an abusive relationship, like um, where you keep getting dumped by someone who you're obsessed with, and then they keep they keep letting you back in, but sure. they dump you again. So by the last time, I was just kind of over it. Uh, I went to New Forty Two, where my friend Elizabeth Judd, who is in Hamilton right now, was um, like being an assistant company manager for the South Pacific tour, and I went over there to basically like complain about how well I thought I did in that audition, but how I'm probably not going to get it. And then sure enough, they called and I got it. Were you there at the studio? I was at new 42 in the like office area. And I felt, I like fell to the ground and was like crying. I was like, like I was like dry heaving and crying. How long have you, well, you grew up here, right? I grew up in Orlando, Florida. Oh, I, I, for some reason, I guess because you have so much family here. I do have a lot of family here. That I, I was born in New York, but oh, I was okay. raised in Florida. How long have you, had you been in New York before getting that call? That was in 2011. Three years. Wow. What was your journey like during that three years up to that moment? Tough. Tough. When you move to New York and you're not from New York or from near here and you don't have a support system yet, you run the risk of associating with like not good people. And uh, I worked at a restaurant called Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. I've heard of it. And you know, there's like, it's the restaurant industry. So like people drink and are out all night. And so like that was kind of, I felt like I was distracting myself from figuring out who I was, Hmm. distracting myself from just like focusing. And, uh, and I didn't, I was like so afraid of becoming an adult. Uh, so it went, it was like that for two years. And then I booked the spring awakening non-act national tour. That's amazing. And then you were, and then I kind of, I was Venla and playing that part. I found out a lot about myself. Yeah. Naturally. That I look great in a thigh-high mm-hmm. sock. And that you like being beaten with a stick, mm-hmm. as I know. Our safe word is Brexit, so you know, listeners at home. Brexit. Okay, I'll stop. I'm sorry. I thought I was reading you Oh, no, correctly. I was just repeating it. Oh, for oh pe- okay, for well, then I'll the keep back. going. I'll keep going. But that's what it sounds like when George uses our safe word. <laughs> so you started, were you still working at Bubba Gump when you got the call for Godspell? You know, I... I was. So I left for that tour. I left Bubblegum for that tour oh. and it was non-X. So I got paid like $200 a week. God bless it. So there's no saving money no. on a job like that. So when I got back, I was like, oh, oh, how am I going to pay? 
yeah. rent. So I, I crawled back to Bubba Gump Shrimp Company, mostly because I was too lazy to look for another job. And they sure. let me back. And then um, a couple months later, I booked Godspell. That's amazing. And then I was like, bye. Bubba Bye, Gump. Bubba Gump. Oh, also, I'm allergic to shrimp. So that's no, you're that, not. Yeah, 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 yeah. That must have been the worst place in the world for you to work. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. That's terrible. Yeah, I found out I was allergic because on your first day of orientation, they, you know, as like a, as I was like, I was 260 pounds Were when you I really? got back from Spring Awakening. Yeah. And so, because I... When you're on a non-ec tour, you just order Domino's. When you're on an equity tour, you just order <laughs> Domino's. Are you kidding me? Like, I don't like people. I like pizza. I like when you talk because then I can have another tater tot. Well, here, let me <laughs> let me talk and, and feed you one and go on a little rant. Okay, open up. Here comes the airplane. There you go. Um, Did you wash your hands? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, very recently. Um, wouldn't that be terrible if I was like, no, never. <laughs> I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but I'm anti-soap. Listen, if God wants me to get germs, that's his plan. And that's my voice for that. <laughs> but also, folks, just a, oh, just a random tangent. That's the difference between non-equity and equity tours. When you're purchasing tickets for non-equity tours, these kids are making no Garbage money. money. And, you know, they're really being exploited, just so you know. That's the difference. End of, end of my rant. Um, Hashtag ask if it's equity. Yeah, ask if it's equity. Or ask if shit's equity. Do you remember that? Yep. There was this huge thing where uh, somebody was pooping in different rehearsal studios at auditions. It was me. <laughs> it was me. I already had a job. I, yeah. So and you felt secure. During my, during my lunch break of, of rehearsals, I would go to the various uh, rooms and just boop. That's so good of you, just to let them know the truth. Just so that they all know I'm still, I'm still there. I'm still the king. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, be more chill. I didn't actually, that wasn't me. Actually, it was. You don't have to lie. Here's another thing. Brexit. Bre oh, he used the safe word. <laughs> Are I you like eating vicariously through me? A little bit. <laughs> Stop. Uh, well, you know, it's hard being a big girl on the top floor of a building. <laughs> My God, they put me on the top floor. Like, only Brigadoon, like, appears more often than my dressing room. That's how far away it is from Earth. There's Care Bears my, living <clears throat> up there. My room is also, it's the fifth floor. Stop it. But you're but like... I picked it. What? What? Hmm? I wanted to be away, far away from everything. Yeah, I respect that. My knees are like, mm, you're, you're an idiot. Yeah. If you're I understudied bitch. you, I would call out when you called out. I'd be like, fuck the fifth floor. Sorry <laughs> about that. At Hera's on the sixth Tro floor. Troy Iwata just stays in his dressing room. Yeah. I offered mine to him. Well, and he's, he's like, like no, I'm, no I'm, I'm one floor away. Thanks. But he also weighs 94 pounds. What a jerk. Yeah. Just go up the stairs. Yeah, just go up bitch. the stairs, you skinny little freak. You're never going to work in this town, you oh, four-eyed slut. Let's continue to yeah. skinny um, shame Troy Iwata. So you started with the Be More Chill um, family when it was in... Sorry, everybody at home, I'm feeding George Tater Tots, literally. I'm not giving him a choice. He's not giving me the universal signal for, like, mommy more food. I'm just feeding well, him because he's a baby. He's and I'm accepting. And I'm accepting it. Good boy. So, how long have you been a part of Be More Chill? 
I've been a part of Be More Chill since the first workshop in the fall of 2014. Wow. Is that where you met like Joe Iconis and all that? Well, I met Joe a couple of years prior. He came to a preview performance of Godspell. And then I started doing his Christmas shows and yeah. slowly started being a part of all that. But I actually auditioned for Black Suits, which is another play of a musical of his. And I didn't get it. That's nonsense. Um, it's nonsense. Ooh. Um, they, uh, they didn't give it to me. Uh, and he was like, he did a great job. But there's actually another musical I'm writing that I think you're perfect for. And that began the journey of Be More Chill. That's incredible. Joe, I've never met him. I waved Wait, at him. really? Yeah, I I saw oh him God. at some function and I like waved with a big smile on my face because I'm such like a dorky fan of his music. And he looked at me like I was like about to, like I was a tiger and I was about to ravage his village. No way, I cannot believe he... You would love each other. I Well, maybe, but I get shy. I'm not good at coming up to people and being like, I usually just throw up. I'm like, hey, I love you. Next time we're all, we're together, I'm, I'm introducing you. Okay. He would be obsessed with you. Okay, then, I'm getting nervous. I, Even my shoulders are going no, up. No, he's, he's like, we're all cut from the same cloth. Yeah. Just like real, peop, real people That's who nice. like love making what they make, you know? That's nice. Because I love his voice. I'm so excited about like the future of musical theater and where it's going. I was lucky enough to see Be More Chill when it was off-Broadway at Signature. And my mind was blown. And it was also so exciting to see so many people, like young people, but also old people like me, rocking out. It was really, really extraordinary. Like, I hadn't felt that sort of energy, I think, since, like, Rent came out. It's, um, it, it certainly feels electric from the stage. There's, a, there's this transaction of energy that's happening between audience and performer that I have not experienced before, um, where the audience seems to be giving 150% of themselves. And, you know, there's 10 of us in this cast, so we all have to give 150% of ourselves as well. And those that combined 300% is, like, colliding just under the proscenium at the Lyceum. And I'm truly surprised that the damn theater hasn't just crumbled because it it, it is, it feels um, powerful in a way that is like, that makes me excited for the future of musical theater as well. Because, you know, for so long, we've talked about how hard it is to get young people interested mm-hmm. in going to the theater and in going, and, and not just in going, but paying attention and being like, like, actively interested in what they're watching. And, um, you know, I know there's a huge fear and sometimes, sometimes it happens. There's this huge, this huge fear of like, well, they're just going to come in and like sing along and scream through the whole thing. But most of the time, and I would say like 95% of the time, these young people who are so amped about this musical are sitting there in silence and they are focused and they are listening and they are never, never taking their phones out. Yes. It's the adults. It's the adults who it's are always checking the adults. their phones. What's funny about that, at prom, in rehearsals, all of our kids, during rehearsals, would put their phones in their bag and sit, like, cross-legged on the floor watching people rehearse, like, learning from, like, Beth and Brooks and Chris and Angie and all that stuff, where it was, like, us old people that were like, oh, shit, should I put my phone away? Am I being unprofessional? Like, you know, it's no longer, oh, kids. It's yeah. like, ugh, you oldies. Um, that's, You're not old. 
That's because I use Rodan and Fields. George is feeding me now. We take turns being the baby. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Where were you when you found out that the show was going to Broadway? At the signature. They called an automation rehearsal. And, uh, and so we showed up. And the band was there. And then, like, the orchestrator, Charlie Rosen, was there. And then like Marathon Digital, who does social media for Be More Chill was there. And they started setting up a tripod right where the one piece of automation that we had off Broadway like <laughs> travels to. And I was like, wait a minute. Um, and so I started to get a, an inkling of it. And then they, Jerry Gehring said, we're going to the Lyceum in the spring. And I just, you know, at first I didn't feel anything. Uh-huh. I was just shocked. And then I looked at Joe and Lauren Marcus and Katie Carlson and Jason Sweet Tooth Williams. And I lost my shit and started crying because uh, these people who I've known for so long, who have been just, who've never given up, who have just been so um, persistent and relentless, were going to get to make their Broadway debuts with this show that we love so much you know like we're we've all been i mean you guys know exactly what that feeling is it's like when you fall in love with a show and you fall in love with doing it and the creative process and just everyone this is like the perfect like uh, a blend of of personalities in a room it just feels so magical and then it kind of stops and Mm -hmm. you're like oh i wish we could we could have kept going and you get the chance to keep going. It's the it's the biggest blessing ever. And yeah, I I was like inconsolable. I actually after I started start stopped crying, I walked over to Michaela Brewster, who's uh, at Marathon and social media, and I was like, uh, "You can't use any of that footage of me <laughs> because I I like actually couldn't breathe. It was like scary crying, you know, where you're like, I, oh my god, am I going to the hospital? No, that's yeah, beautiful I was like, crying. I, I was like it. Just all of this, all of my anger at the business over the years yeah. and like, bi- like, like moments of bitterness, all of those things that I felt, the negative feelings that I felt about our business just washed away in that moment. And I just felt this nothing but this like pure, unfiltered joy and happiness for my friends and for myself, yeah, you know, of course. that we could keep the the story going for our musical. Yeah. I felt that for you too, specifically just cause like you're one of my favorite people. I think that you should be a household name. And uh, I think that you're a national treasure in my opinion. And so for me, it's wonderful to see wonderful things happen 
to truly wonderful people. Thank you, Josh. Yeah, my friend. And now you have these nominations. And I get it. Like, you know, we both try to sort of like ignore that world just because like, do we let awards validate us? Right. But it's really lovely when I get to hear your name get called. And, Thank you. Um, you know, because uh, I think sometimes people can forget that at the end of the day, we're just people. We're just human beings. And we've also picked a really, really <laughs> hard, shitty, <laughs> shitty life. terrible life. Yeah. And so, you know, now and then things do work out. And for you, you know, I just say right on time and long overdue. Thank you. Yeah, my friend. Thank you very um, much. This is so exciting. Who who were the first people that you called? I have a, a constant communication with my dear friend Jessica Kent, who is Jen Tepper's sister, and who is also my attorney. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, and my vocal coach, Amanda Flynn, who has been just like so, so wonderful to me through this whole process. Broadway has been like, uh, tricky and hard. <laughs> it's really hard. And, um, you know, I, I had to make like a lot of lifestyle changes so that I can show up and perform at the level of performance that I expect of myself. And so she's been wonderful in helping me kind of like fine tune and, and kind of fix the way I was singing certain things. Interesting. Yeah. But I, I was in communication with the two of them. That's so nice. Yeah. And your family. And my family. Then your I, beautiful then I, then family. I to my family. Dude. They're oh my gosh. And I remember, uh, what was the show that you were in? The Lightning Thief. Yeah. Which like was a huge hit here. The recording is a huge hit too, if it's I'm good, correct. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And now it's touring. Yeah. And you got to become a star from that too. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah. It's really neat. Yeah. You know, I, at the end of the day, I, I feel like um, we're so lucky mm-hmm. uh, to be able to create art that, with a message. Yeah. To create art that, that has a, a positive impact mm-hmm. on specifically young people. I think that, like, um, you know, I've, ha- I've had a, a series of conversations with both Joe Iconis and Joe Trace, who wrote the book. I love Joe for Be More Chill and for The Lightning Thief. And we talked about this feeling we get from being a part of art that that helps mm-hmm. and, uh, and how we've kind of zhuzhed our mission statements as artists that like we only want to make things that that do this. Yeah. Maybe not to this scale, um, <clears throat> maybe not always on Broadway, but focusing our, our, our time and our effort and our care on, on creating things that, um, that kind of further a conversation instead of, um, instead of things that are, that feel like vanity projects, Yeah, you know? So how did you get involved in theater and art growing up? I was a fat kid who went home after school and ate Totino's pizza rolls. Same And watched Mari Povich. Oh, samesies. That was my my nightly, my daily uh, ritual. And one day, I also was a huge Weird Al fan. um, And I would rewrite pop songs with dirty lyrics. (laughs) (laughs) So one day I brought this, one of my proudest achievements. 
was a parody of Baby uh, Hit Me One More Time. Hit Me Baby One More Time. That's okay. what it's called. That was uh, called Hit Me Baby One More Time. <laughs> I didn't really have to change much, but I did. No, it was ahead. disgusting. Okay. And I was singing it in class, and this guy, Donald Roop, uh, overheard me. He was a senior. I was a junior. And he skipped class a lot the year before, so he had to take this class again. That sucks, Donald. Um, but I'm so glad that he did because he was also the um, vice president of the drama club. And they were holding auditions for Little Shop that night. And I uh, was singing this disgusting song. And he was like, hey, you should audition for the school musical after school. And I was like, no, I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> I have to eat pizza. I have plans. And I didn't go into specifics, but I think I pretty much was like, I have plans. And he was like, oh, no, you just have such an interesting voice. Like, you should come audition. Come on, come on. And he was like truly bothering me about it all day. So I was like, fine. So I show up. I've never auditioned before. I didn't know what an audition was. Um, I was like, what the? What am I supposed to do here? And he was like, well, there's a, a stack of vocal selection books by the piano, find a song that you that you like and sing it. I was like, oh, okay. And I, it was like, Mame. And I'm never, I was not a musical theater person, so I didn't know, like, Mame and Hello Dolly. Like, I was like, what is this garbage? Like, what is this? <laughs> and so then I, at the bottom was The Lion King. And I was like, no, oh, okay, something I know. Ah, Lion King. So I sang the Elton John arrangement of Circle of Life. Yes! Um, and then they cast me as Seymour Krellborn. Yeah, they did. And uh, and then I and I never stopped doing theater after that. That's amazing. First of all, it's amazing that the vice president of the theater guild or whatever was like a talent scout, <laughs> like he was CAA or something. Just being like, "Have you ever considered a career in the pictures? You've got what it takes, kid." Because I think at some point I might have been president of my theater guild, but you bet your ass I was not. Like, if I saw some guy, some male, I would not encourage them to audition. I was like, no, bitch, this is my playground. I'm booking Tevia this year. He wanted to be little, he wanted to be uh, Seymour. Oh. But then he was Audrey, too. Okay. Was there some bitterness there between nope. you and Donald? Donald, I'd like you to write into the show and tell me the true facts here and tell me the real stories about the monster known as George Salazar. He came to see Be More Chill. <gasps> I, thank him, I thanked him in the liner notes of uh, the two-player game album that uh -huh. I did with Joe Iconis. Um, yeah, I, uh, he's the reason why I do theater. God bless you, Donald. Yeah, he's the best. That's amazing. What was it like for your family when they were like, oh, wow, Georgie is doing musicals um well filipinos are obsessed with the arts okay um and they also like they kind of like idolize artists mm -hmm. in, the, in an obsessive way they stan people in the philippines uh so my mom was like ride or die from the from the start okay. my dad was like you sure you don't want to become a doctor yeah um, even even after I graduated college, he would say, even and even after Godspell, he'd be like, if you want to go to law school, I'll pay for it. Wow. Yeah. Um, and then we were doing, uh, I was doing a play in Connecticut just this past, or no, when was that? 2017. 
And this was kind of at the start of the Be More Chill viral thing that was happening. And I, I got these, um, these fan letters sent to the theater and a bunch of fan art. And I was telling my parents about it because this was like the first kind of, it was all happening online, but the first time I was getting like physical mail. Yeah. And my dad was like, that's so cool, send it to us. We want to put it in a little um, photo album and keep it in the coffee, like uh, under the coffee table. And I was like, that's so sweet. So I, I sent him like a, a box of stuff. And he called me one day and he was like crying. And I was like, what's wrong? Like immediately was like, what happened? Yeah. And he was like, I'm just so sorry. And I was like, what? What What are you sorry about? And he was like, there was, when you were in high school, you, I was trying to tell you, you should be a doctor. And you were so insistent on becoming an actor. And I told you that actors can't help people. You want to help people. You got to be a doctor. And I'm reading these letters from these kids and you're helping people. And I like, that was the moment I think when my dad, he was always kind of like straddling the line. And that was the moment where he was like, all right, yeah, like this is what you're supposed to be doing. It feels really nice to, well, to know what I'm supposed to do, mm -hmm. you know, and you know what you're supposed to do. And sure. we all know what we're supposed to do. Like, that's such a blessing. That's so rare to know like 100% that what we're doing is like exactly what we should be doing. Yeah. But to have the, to have your, your family just be like right behind you, cheering you on yeah. on the sidelines is like, it's really cool. Well, also that call from your dad is so powerful. That's making me get emotional. Yeah, we had like a, we had an interesting last couple years together. I came out to him when I was 30, so that was like three years ago. Oh and my it, gosh. we, we kind of butted heads over it and he's, you know, he's a little old fashioned. And so we've had, we've had a little bit of a roller coaster and we never had one. It was like, I came out to him and then everything kind of, the whole dynamic changed. Really? And then he realized that it was, it's silly, you know. It's yeah. silly to to think the way that he was thinking, um, and so we're good now. We're so good now. But um, you know, it's been a very, it's been an interesting kind of couple years with my dad. Yeah. Well, also, I mean, coming out to your father at thirty—that's that's a long Late. time. Yeah. So I'm glad that you found the strength to do that. I mean, I had to. Sure. Mostly, cause my mother had known for ten years. Okay. And they're still married. Yeah. So she had to keep that a secret for. Sure. 10 years, you know, sure. so I was just like, it's time for, it's time to do this. I'm glad that you did. Yeah, me too. Cause you are, I don't have any secrets anymore. No. Well, you're an incredible Brexit. man up. He used the safe word. <laughs> um, you're an incredible guy and you know, I hope, you know, one day you'll be able to take somebody wonderful home and say, this is Josh Lehman and <laughs> we feed each other tater tots and we're pregnant. <laughs> I took our Be More Chill money, and I scientifically got put Josh baby, Put babies inside of Josh. Yeah, we're having triplets. <laughs> but he'll be pleased to know I'm adopted, and my biological great-grandfather is from the Philippines. So it's we've kept it in the race. Yeah, so they'll be, they'll be glad to see that you brought home a beautiful... Filipino woman of size. I think that'll be very impressive. To them. Here, I'm going to feed you a tater tot. I hate this podcast. Shh, 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 shh. Just accept it. Accept the food. No. I just jumped out of a window. <laughs> Sorry, Dory. There are Cue, no more windows. Cue the sound. 
Um, okay, I love you, Georgie, so much. I love you, too. All right, fair listeners, we are going to take a quick break, but as soon as we get back, we are going to be doing one of our fan calls and talking to somebody with a question about Broadway. Stay tuned for more Josh Swallows Broadway. All right, Roy, 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 George. How you doing, Roy, George? Hello. Roy, are, hi, Roy. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? I'm so great. We're waiting for you to pop up onto the screen. Ooh. Let's see. You got this, Roy, George. Uh, Yay! Go. I love your shirt. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? I'm so great. Thank you so much for uh, talking with us today. Thank you. Um, I brought a very special friend of mine, okay. none other than Broadway starling George Salazar. Hello. Hi, How Roy. are you? We share a name. We, yes, we do. George and George. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. Sounds like you guys are going to have a night at the duplex soon. <laughs> oh, my God. George yeah. and George. Tomato and tomato, a hell of a pair. <laughs> I just wrote you guys a song. Tomato and tomorrow with no underwear. Hey! That's beautiful. Um, how you doing, Roy? I'm doing so well. How are you? It's a little hot here in Virginia, but yep. it's good. Where are you, oh, in you live in Virginia? In uh, Norfolk, Virginia. There's that whole big Pharrell festival that's down the road from my house, so it's going to be a crazy weekend. Okay. That's fun. Pharrell are festival. you going? I am not going. I'm staying far away from that. You that's and fair. me are that. peas in the same pod. I... If it doesn't involve, like, being quiet, alone... Exactly. Like, I'm not going. Yeah. Um, P.S. George brought tater tots from <laughs> the milk shop, and we've been feeding them to each other. Oh, yum. That's exciting. Episode. I wish I could feed you one. One <laughs> day pretend. science will allow that. So, Perfect. tell me about your question, my friend. Oh, my gosh. Is there, I asked so many, let's see. Is there something that you could tell your younger self now knowing what you know about the industry and about life? Um, For me, I was a weird kid. I grew up, you know, fat, gay. I have a voice like a pingy, annoying, me, 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 me. You know, so <clears throat> a, lot of, a lot of people said no. And then I couldn't do this. And um, so I had a huge problem with self-hatred and a huge problem with not realizing that there was a place for me in the industry, but also knowing that I had, there was nothing else I could do. Right. Other than this, there was nothing that I wanted to do. So I would say there's a place for everybody and to be easy on yourself. And it's like, uh, when I have a friend that's going through something and is beating themselves up, like, let's say George is sitting here being like, oh, I'm terrible, I'm terrible. What I would say is be nicer to my friend George. And so sometimes you just have to remind yourself like, hey, Josh, like be nicer to my friend Josh. Right. That's so that's awesome. That's what I think. What about you, Georgie? That's literally, I was just telling Josh that I... Um, got to uh, do like a little interview before coming here today. And that same question was asked, but it was asked in, in specifically in regards to uh, young gay uh, uh, people. Uh, is there something I could say to them? And I 
basically would echo the exact same thing is like, mm-hmm. no one is gonna, when you love yourself in a way that, 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 um, w- when you accept and love yourself, uh, everyone around you kind of picks up on that vibe and that energy. And, um, and so I've found in my own personal life and in my career, um, it wasn't until I was cool with the person that I was looking at in the mirror. Um, it, it wasn't until I was cool with that person and what that person looked like and what that person sounded like and how that person walked. Cause I walk like a weird, I have a weird walk and I have a terrible, po- I have terrible posture. Like I have all of these things, but it wasn't until I was like cool with all of my, uh, weaknesses and faults that are actually my strengths. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I was cool with all of that that things started to kind of uh, start moving along for me. So I feel like um, self-acceptance and self-love is really important in this industry, but also in life. Um, Yeah. And I'd say, like, you don't have to, if you can focus on treating yourself 1% better every day, you know, eventually all that kind of stuff. Right. You know, will work out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Are you a performer? I am. I don't do it a lot anymore just because I get asked to music direct and play a lot. I'm a pianist first and then a performer second. So okay. I miss that aspect of life, but it's so fun to be able to be on the other side of the table too. Yeah, sure. Well, um, I hope you continue performing as well. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's always there. It is. I just had to find the opportunities and say no to a couple other projects to be able to do it, which which is needed. Well, also, there are so many projects that want you to be able to play an instrument and And be be the the part. Right. You know, right. like eventually there's going to be like a three person Les Mis. Yeah, where... honey, get yourself in that John, that, that John Doyle Les Mis production. Yeah, you'll be yeah, fierce. Right. Yeah, oh you gosh. never know. Or like, what are other weird productions they could do? Um, maybe like something really inappropriate, like Night Mother, except they're playing <laughs> instruments the entire time. And then, you know, like either she slams on the piano at the end. She's like, Night Mother. You know, who or, knows? Or it's a, or it's like a, a dissonant uh, uh, lullaby. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, yeah. N- night mother. <laughs> night, night, night. Don't be frightened, mother. Blackout. Wasn't that great? Aren't you glad that we That's called? Perfect. Yeah. Well, oh listen, gosh. new friend. Thank you so much for thank calling you. into the show. I loved your question. I love your shirt, and I love you. I love you, and have a fantastic show to both of you tonight. You got some stuff Thanks. to do. Thank you. Thanks. Come I'm and excited. see us. He just got nominated for another award today. Congratulations. Thanks, wow. Roy. And I'm holding. And that's all why of we do this awards. Yeah. I'm excited. Thank you. Thank you. We thank are you, too. Roy. All right. Have a great day. Have thank a, you so much for calling. Take care of yourselves. Yeah. I'll see you guys soon. Bye, Roy. Bye. He's adorable. Adorable. And now I'm really obsessed with like a musical production of Night Mother Mother. with us. Yeah. I'll be the mom because I feel like I'm good at the mom. And I'll be the knight. I'll be like, why don't you have a tater tot, George? Put the gun down and have a tater tot. And a single tear. Yeah, it'll be really moving. We'll probably get an Obie Award nomination. I think so. Because that's why we do this. Yeah. Awards. Obie, specifically Obie. 
That's the only one I want. That's that's what's missing from um, my mantle. Well, anyway, thank you so much for coming on Josh Swallows Broadway. Thank you for swallowing me. <laughs> I loved swallowing you and your tater tots. Oh, Dory jumped out of another window. Oh, bye, Dory. <laughs> she keeps coming back. Producers have nine lives, apparently. She's like, it's like death becomes her. <laughs> Now that should be a musical. Isn't it going to be? Uh, probably at some point. I don't know Why how they're they going to do, do it. Good. Um, I hope I get seen. <laughs> um, but anyway, I love you, George. Love when you're you in too. New York, I mean, after you come see prom, duh. Yeah, you should do a two-show day. Yeah. Come see me and then go see George be remarkable in the oh-so-fun and incredible Be More Chill. I love you. I love you, too. Let's kiss. Okay. Josh Swallows Broadway is produced by Alan Seals and Dory Berenstein. Photography for the show is by Michael Kushner. Make sure to look him up. He is my favorite photographer in New York City. The theme song is by myself and Anthony Norman. Want to be on the show? I'd love to have you. Email me at josh at joshswallows.com. Be sure to find me on Instagram at josh period layman. See you soon. Josh Swallows, Josh Swallows, Josh Swallows, Josh Swallows Broadway. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.